0: Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation.
1: Okay, that time has arrived where we have our resident ethnobotanist who is going to tell us all about what it is that we can consume over and above our insects and so on we can consume other things as well to help us boost our immune system Jean-Francois Sobieski is joining us today and you can start dialing in now 0891-104 207 and if you have any questions around some of the things that you've heard people say no eat the steam with that do this do that maybe you, you're not sure about some of the recommendations you've heard you can call him now and if it's plant-based he's likely to to respond to it so today we're discussing morojo and um, we're discussing other things as well but he's on the line and joining us this afternoon uh, jean thank you so much for joining us good afternoon
2: uh, hi Pimelo. thank you for having me on the show
1: okay so let's start with the, the the plans that you want us to focus on today what do you want us to look at today
2: yeah uh, Pimelo. um i was thinking you know because of the food security issue we have in South Africa, uh-huh. I wanted to focus on two important um, food plants that uh, anyone can grow quite easily in their garden. Yes. Um, and the two that I'm going to look at today, Pimelo, is uh, jugo bean. Uh-huh. It's called jugo bean. Uh-huh. Um, and morojo. Jugo bean uh, bean is, bean is a jubu, right? Yes, exactly.
1: Uh-huh. And morojo,
2: amaranthus, right? Amaranthus hybridus, yes. Okay.
1: All right, so just describe the Morojo amarentis so that there's a distinction in how people can identify it.
2: Right, so, okay, great. So, well, we'll start maybe with the jugo bean, uh, the iziglubu. Um, Why I like this plant so much, Pimelo, is that not many, at least Westerners, know about it, but it's a very popular plant, uh, food plant in the rural areas, Mm. um, iziglubu, or diklu maropo in Sutu it's called. Um, and this plant is a three-leaved 3, leaf, uh, three plant um, with uh, yellow flowers that grows as a ground cover. And what it does, what's, what's amazing about this um, plant, Pimelo, is that the flowers, when they get fertilized, they grow actually into the ground, and then they produce their fruit under the ground. So there are, are the ground nuts. Mm. Um, and so they, they, they produce a lot, of, a lot of pods. So they produce beans in pods. And then, basically, what you do is you you can plant them uh, in spring and it takes four months only to to for them to produce underground the nuts and then mm. you basically pull them out of the earth um, and they produce a lot of biomass a lot of quantity of, of food mm. so we're looking at a thousand kilograms per hectare mm. which is amazing and um, this is pimelo um, uh, is basically very it's a very hardy plant so you don't it actually can do very well without much water, Yes. Uh, without much anything. It just grows. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's quite an amazing plant that you, that you can dry, uh, grow in drought, drought conditions even, and it produces a lot of food for you. It's very high in protein, yeah. uh, about 15% protein. Uh, it's got some fat in it. So, so what people do is they, they, you can eat the, the, the beans from the pods once yes. you're taking them out, the ground yes. fresh um if they're not very ripe or if they are um older beans then you can uh, cook them in the pods um and then eat them as a snack or grind it into a flour and make bread or whatever there's many many recipes that uh, that that exist for this plant
1: does it prefer a specific type of of, of soil so sandy or no, no. Oh, right. this there's- is
2: a no this is an amazing thing it's it's, it's obviously, uh, you know, um, the richer your soil, the easier it will be for the plant to make its nuts in yes. the ground, ground nuts, but it grows in any condition. It's, um, very, very, it's a very underrated, uh, food crop. Mm. It's one of the most promising from the research, uh, that I've been looking into. It's one of the most promising food plant crops actually in the world that needs to be developed. So, um, it produces a lot of different beans, uh, Size and quality and, and, color. and color. So mm. you get cream ones and black ones and red ones. The black and red ones are the best, are the popular, the best ones, yes. the most popular. Um, but what's needed if you're going to become a farmer with them, you need to select for the you know select the seeds you want and then try and get. Uh, they say the smaller seeds are are better for for production.
1: Mm. I mean, this is important, um, and this is also something that I think it was the World Health Organization two years ago or so that was what was asking us to look within um, within. When I say within, as in local kind of yes. uh, uh, plants for for sustainability. Number one, number two, for for times yes. like these when when money is tight and scarce, <laughs> because this Absolutely. is quite um, affordable. And and if we've encouraged this kind of plant, like we would um, plants that are indigenous, it's it's cheaper, it's more nutritious and so on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so this plant, the scientific name is Vigna mm-hmm. uh, subterra- subterraneana, which means beneath the surface, beneath the earth. Yes. Um, so absolutely, yeah, Pamela. Uh, exactly. That's why I, I selected these two, because over the years, having... Having studied medicinal plants and food plants for many years, these these two maro and the jugo beans seem to be the most um, least intensive plants to have to grow and yes. the most rewarding in terms of how much you can get Nutritious you know, how well. much the plant produces, it's quite an amazing plant. Yeah.
1: Other properties, I mean I think people are now quite obsessed with trying to be healthy because of the pandemic that we're facing. Uh, you know yes. what are the, the properties that this particular plant can give us?
2: um it is really mostly i mean this is this is a, a, a like a if you want to call it um an original like African indigenous crop food plant so it 's really mostly used for for i don 't know there could be well be um some medicinal uses that i'm not aware of yes. but um it's mostly it's like very very it 's used as a meat substitute that 's yeah. how important it is in the rural areas you mm. can eat it to substitute meat and it's very very um it's got a lot of, uh, like I said, some, uh, minerals, vitamins, fats even, 5-6% mm-hmm. fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's basically for malnutrition. It's for, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, there are other plants um, we can talk about another time. Um, one is called, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but Mbilikitsani,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> or
2: Mispredi. It's mm-hmm. called misbready. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, another Meroch species called Chenopodium album,
3: mm-hmm.
2: album. And uh, that has got, it's like a blood purifier. So some of these, some of these uh, vegetable crops, uh, vegetable plants, actually are used to clean the blood, you know, so blood purifying. So obviously it has actions on this other plant, has actions on the liver. But in terms of um bean, it's really um, just a very powerful food plant. And um, like you say, we need plants now if people don't have money. We need plants that can produce a lot of food with the with with least amount of um, inputs.
1: Mm. let let me just ask you about morojo amarentis because um we know we've just spoken about uh, planting the jugo bean and when it is most favorable to to plant that with with regards to morojo when this particular um type when would it be best to to plant it it's it's basically for those who are listening it's the the version the twana type of morojo a little bit um, more. How shall i put it so a bit a bit more um intense that's it's it's a more intense flavor uh than mm. what you would find in in the common spinach kaleish, yeah. right
2: right yeah well it's 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 um you, you know when you cook it you you it tastes quite it quite delicious actually but yeah. i mean if you eat it a bit raw then it's um it's quite bitter yeah. you know yeah um but this plant you know it's called umfino in zulu tepi in Zulu or two. The amazing thing about this plant, you see it all over the show, like often you can see the purple variety that grows along the side of the road with um, uh, flower stalk, these beautiful bright purple flower stalks. You know, most people think, oh, it's a weed like growing with cocky bush and you know, but in the meantime, it is actually a really nourishing powerful, nourishing plant and very, very high in protein also Um, up to 30% protein, which is very unusual in, 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 a, in for plants. Most plants don't have much protein, but this actually um, is is amazing. So what you can do the the amaranth. So its scientific name is amaranthus hybridus, uh-huh. um, and this moroc. We have about twenty species of of these amaranths in South Africa. About seven of them are used quite quite popularly for food. Um, they make a lot of black seeds. This amaranth. This amaranth uh, moroc. Mm. And so what you do is in spring, you, you sow the seeds um, and you grow them about a meter apart. You so you grow them in rows. And then all you do is you wait for them to, to grow into about a meter, a meter and a half. And then you, you just harvest and you cut, you cut them regularly and then you use them. So they, they're really quite, you can get a lot of, I mean, we're talking from 30, 30 tons per hectare. <laughs> so these plants are amazingly fast growing, um, very nutritious, so you just cook it as a spinach with your tomato and your onion, um, and you've got your food. You've basically got free food. And this plant grows in fields all over the show. You'll see them all over the show. And so a lot of um, Westerners don't realize that this is not a weed. Yeah, it's uh, it's a plant. It's, uh, it's a, spinach. It's a spinach. You know, a very powerful spinach. But, so, yeah.
1: as, w- with regards to, I mean, you said we we should we can plant this in spring. With regards to the type of soil, is it is it fussy?
2: Yes. So this one likes high nitrogen soils. Mm. So. If it's very composty, very dark soil, dark, rich soil, it mm. grows the best. Okay. Um, it likes full sun. It's a C4 plant. They call them C4 plants. So they're very, um, they're just like full sun. They don't require much water. Actually, okay. that's another reason why I've picked the, this one. Um, so both the jugo bean and the amaranthus don't require a lot of water. You can grow them just, you know, in your garden, give them some water on occasion, and they will be fine. Mm. So they grow like weeds, but you can eat them like, like superfoods. And and how quickly will this yeah. grow, uh, Jean? Um, this grows quite quite quickly. Um, I think you can. It's four four. Um, actually, this takes about four to six weeks only mm. when you get your plants. So we're talking about a month, I'd say, approximately, even less if you you know. So very quick growing. Um, it is an annual, so it will you know um, grow and die within one season. But yes. you collect the seed. You just keep planting the seed. So there's no reason why people should. It's never made sense to me why people grow so much maize. You know, like maize is so yes. intensive, and you get so little of the cob. You know, I mean, yes, yeah. it's got a very, it's a powerful history from South America. But grow these kind of plants that you don't need to wait forever to get one cob. You can just keep harvesting your plants over and over and over and you can get so much more out of these kind of plants.
1: So just give give me a sense, in terms of growing them, um, sometimes other plants do well when you alternate, you know, sort of uh, planting this this year, planting this year and then then alternating it with something else next year to kind of help the soil It's it's also do its its balancing act there. What would you alternate this plant with?
2: Um, Well, often it's uh, the, on that actually note, the jugo bean is Mm. often planted with, uh, because it's a bean, it gives nitrogen to the soil. Ah. So you can intercrop the jugo bean uh, with maize and pumpkin. So often what people do is they grow, like you dig a pit and you make a very uh, um, soil-rich pit where you put all your compost and your, you know, Throwaways and all the, mm-hmm. you know, even metal sometimes into those um, pit gardens. They yeah. called pit gardens. Yes. Then you grow, you put like a um, uh, uh, poles around that pit, and then you allow your beans to grow up the up the up the poles. Yes. Uh, the wooden poles, and then you grow your 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 pumpkins around. So ah. you, each plant feeds the other. Yes. So yes, the, I see. Um, The squash and the and the pumpkins. Then get nourishment from the pit itself, mm. and they also get nourishment from the beans that feed the soil. Mm. So with amaranthus, um, you, it's yeah, it's not a heavy, heavy. Um, uh, it doesn't draw too much from the soil, um, but you can plant it amongst amongst pumpkin, amongst uh, if you're going to grow maize, or you know uh, you can grow it amongst maize too. Um, it's very easy to grow. It's, it's, so. We can actually talk about that um, maybe on a in, in mm. a in a separate even uh, session about um, talk about which plants are very good to for pair this, it with um, yeah
3: yeah for
2: repelling insects and you know and uh, which actually help to like um, marigolds. Marigolds uh, are very good for preventing nematodes in the soil, so you can grow them um, to prevent nematode inf- uh, infest, um, infestation in the soil. You know, so amongst your vegetables, you can plant marigolds. That's very, very, very easy to grow, um, and so yeah. To answer your question, amaranthus grows with with anything really. Okay. Um, but then, what you want to do is you want to plant things that deter uh, your 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 um, your pests. So strong-smelling plants like rosemary, marigold. There's quite a few, you know, mm. uh, pinellos. So, but what it's an ancient practice. That, that they call it the holy triad, the holy tree, you know. Mm. Well, but there's different varieties depending on which cultures. But basically. Uh, the traditional one was maize uh, beans, and pumpkin. so the okay. beans feed the soil. the maize takes a lot out, like I said from the soil it so 's it's very, it's very uh, hungry for nutrients okay. um, as well as the pumpkin. so the beans are always grown with other plants to uh, to they, what they do is they fix nitrogen in the soil so um, if you pull out beans and even marijuana fun, funny enough, marijuana also has nitrogen fixing uh, bacteria in the roots which which Provide nit- uh, nitrogen to the soil, so they give to the soil. Mm. John, plants. we've
1: got we've got yeah. a call here from uh, Yabinga, who's calling us from Langa. L- Yabinga, hi, thanks for calling.
0: Hi, hi, uh, Pamela, and, and thanks for uh, for having for uh, taking my call. Sure.
1: Actually, you know,
0: um, your your guest has just confirmed uh, a a conversation I had with. Uh, a gentleman from African uh, African Culinary Library. Yes, uh, Louis. You, you, you know, uh, it's actually most of the foods the uh, our indigenous uh, African foods have been uh, written off. Mm. That that that's mm. why we don't have them in our in our restaurants. Mm. There's nothing that speaks to our original indigenous, because they are so freely available uh, but people mm. are mm. people are not taught that mm. this is actually food mm. you know mm. uh, i mean, I mean uh, with the uh, poverty and hunger in our country uh, and whereas all these foods that your guest is talking about are, are freely available mm. but people are hungry yeah. but their minds uh, have been have been uh, told yeah. that no, this is actually not yeah.
1: food. Yabinga, yeah. you, you know? make such an interesting point. In fact, we've even lost the the ability to identify the actual exactly. plant itself as as exactly. food source, which is a problem, and I think we need to fix that. Thank you so much mm. for your call, Yabinga. Thank you. Yaminga, thank you so much. He's calling from Langa. They're just making a comment about how we've just moved so much from from what was really available and still is. But we've just stopped seeing food as food. And and we are now purchasing food that's imported. It's expensive. It's not necessarily always dense in nutrition. Um, So what I'm going to do is we're going to invite um, dietitians. We're going to invite people who are chefs who specialize in preparing African foods. So we'll do that just so that they can give us some ideas. And I, I know some really good people who can give us some nice ideas about how to prepare the food so that we we start enjoying our local produce. We start enjoying indigenous foods. I think that way a lot of us can get a lot for our buck and, and still remain re- nutritionists and so on. So we'll make sure that we do that. John, stay on the line. We're not going anywhere. Let's just take a quick break and we'll be back with more. At SFM Radio and at
0: Pimelo Mutile on Twitter.
1: Alright, so we're discussing indigenous plants, we're discussing plants that could be quite helpful at this point, that are easily accessible, that are nutritious, really dense nutrition, and I think I see somebody there asking is this morojo we're speaking about? Yes, morojo. Uh, we could also call it tepe. Um, it, it is a special a different type of indigenous uh, spinach, if, you, if you're if you not sure about what I'm talking about. But if you are at speaking, you'd know what I'm talking about when I say tepe, but it is definitely morojo. So my guess Next is Jean-François Sobieski who's an ethnobotanist and uh, we're discussing all kinds of, of plants that are going to be helpful at this point. I am going to take a call from Ngonde who's calling us from PE. Ngonde, thank you so much for joining us. Hi.
4: Good day to you.
1: Good afternoon. Thanks for
3: calling. you oh, do confess that your daughter's pretty good. Um <laughs> primero, un fino mm-hmm. is not a good name. I am closer and as far I can remember, I've
1: been
3: oh, can,
1: I, can I just ask if you can move around? You are cutting a little bit there. I'm losing you a little bit. Can you hear me now? Yes, much better.
3: Okay. Now, mm-hmm. Penelo mm-hmm. is not a Zulu name, mm-hmm. right? Well, Zulu and Kos are Nguni languages. Mm-hmm. So maybe we don't need to split hairs yeah. about where it comes from. Yeah. So anyway, on uh, free we'll you know, we, we mix it with potato mm-hmm. and meal. Um, mill. Yes. You know, as if we're doing stiff pop. Yes. Hamelo hey, is so delicious. Hamelo, <laughs> <With laughs> hey, I must forget that um, when I was in Cape Town 10 years ago, yes. um, a customer of mine, yes she's from Limpopo. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she was. vendor Petty or Fenda. Yes. She brought me a couple of things mm-hmm. that she says were from area. She had a big avocado, very mm-hmm. big, and um, what is called umoba
4: mm-hmm.
3: in Zulu. Mm-hmm. And she had something familiar. I'm sorry, man. I could not eat that stuff. <sighs> maponi Worms or Mo,
1: something. Mopani Worms. But I was told that this stuff is nutritious. Very nutritious. But Pamelo, But did you try it? No, man You didn't even try? It was, Ay, <laughs> no, I
3: was this cross, no, I was this cross guy <laughs> who, who could not eat this thing. <laughs> so next time, people, I will try. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> <I,
1: laughs> it's, it's divine. It is divine.
3: Mm, Thanks, eh,
1: Bye-bye, bye-bye. Bravo. in PE. Okay. Uh, Dr. Play, thank you so much for calling. You're calling from Uteneg. Hi.
4: Hi. Thank you so much for the show. You know, uh, it's something that I've been advocating all along that, you know, you know, nutritious food is not expensive and it can be grown mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. and we can mm-hmm. actually feed ourselves so much uh, and it's so easy. Yeah. But it's, it seems mm-hmm. that there's no appetite for this. And I think you covered me to a certain extent by saying that you're going to invite nutritionists and you're going to invite chefs yep. to actually prepare this because it doesn't uh, help to say that these things are nutritious because unless you package it in 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 in, 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 in uh, tasty, edible form, mm-hmm. it's not going to be acceptable. Just I just wanted to tell John that uh, you know although he says it's indigenous, you know, amaranth plant, you know, it comes in. Varieties that I know. Uh, mm. It's also indigenous to the Indian community mm. and it's, it's, it's called Baji yeah. and Kira. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and it,
4: uh-huh. it, it was the most, I mean, for us, in, I'm 60 years old, when I was young, all of us grew up on that because mm. we, we were poor when we were young mm. and that's what we had. But the more important thing, and that is the other thing that we need to educate people about, is that agriculture, the way it is doing, is not sustainable because it is very mm. water intense. Mm -hmm. And if you take uh, spinach, amaranth is 10 times nutritious Mm -hmm. as spinach. Mm -hmm. But to Mm. grow spinach takes so much of water and cultivation and and yet you have a substitute that actually is a nitrogen fixer. And as John was saying, you can grow it together with other things. Uh, 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 which makes uh, uh, twin cropping easier. Yep. And, 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 and just one square meter of garden you can actually feed. Uh, that is the Oops. passion that I am now trying to bring about. I have a farm, we are doing research and we are doing things. The other plant which I, would, I, I came late into the program is morunga, which we are, yes. every part of the morunga is, is valuable and it's there. And uh, I, I just want to commend that. And somehow we need to get to the Department of Agriculture, to say, how can we take this program from here to go to people and bring it to their houses so that we can cultivate these things and that yes. it can feed the people.
1: Oh, lovely yes. call uh, Dr. Pillay, thank you so much for calling, thank you. Yes. All right, so Jean, I mean there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about, there are other beans yes. that people are asking us about, we we don't have enough time to get to the beans, yes. but yes. Um, I mean, Dr. Pillay was talking about six varieties, you said there, what do yes. you know of about I mean, eight varieties? Must,
2: we must define um, if Dr. Pillow is listening, you must please contact me because that's exactly what I want to do is more education on this. And I was thinking, you know, Gordon Ramsay or someone like that, You must, we must invite him here and I must go with him in the felt and we must do a show on this because just like um dr pillow was saying people don't know about no man john really. we've got our local you chef know? we
1: don't need gordon ramsay we've got a chef <laughs> who's much ramsay. better than gordon ramsay <laughs> yeah, who no, can do much better right. with the plant. We, i'll i'll thinking. bring her on the show in fact she's excellent with uh <laughs> exactly. with traditional foods that we can i, I think we can.
2: Idea. i mean you know, what am i thinking we must go indigenous right no absolutely no, so, no absolutely yeah so people need to know about these things so um yeah. And the amaranthus is all there's varieties from, from the Andes, from South America. So it's all over the show, but a lot of people don't know that it's a vegetable. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so there's a lot. There are other plants that people want you to touch on next week. Um are you what are you going to start with? Because there's a lot of So that yeah, people I'm thinking
2: to you know, um, Camilo, that people need relaxing remedies. So next week I want to talk about um, eucalyptus. There's there's amazing ways we can actually use eucalyptus as an incense and as a steaming medicine for relaxing. And this is something I just, just like just, you can say, discovered while I was doing my alchemy and yes. doing my, my work, that it's a very powerful relaxant. So I think next week um, I'd like to focus on, I think a good idea would be to focus on, like, some of the relaxing remedies we can use in this time of stress, you know. And... Um, and, uh, you know, we, we need food, we need medicine, yeah. we need the whole thing.
1: Dr. Mor- but Dr. <laughs> Apele was also talking about Moringa. If we can just touch on that as well next week. Yes,
2: Moringa. That's yeah. another very, very, um, it's growing popularity all over the show. Absolutely. Lovely talking
1: to you, Jean. So. Just quickly, one more time, your website or your... your yeah, so uh, you're new to Twitter. Want- Welcome to Twitter. <laughs> I've never I always had this idea that Twitter was this thing that twitched all
2: the time. I'm like, No, I can't I won't be able to handle that. But um I'm I'm on to it. <laughs> I'm onto it. I see it's not as, as uh as bad as I thought it was. But um if people want to reach me, I do also have a Facebook group called Natural Medicine okay. Healing and Education, and there there's a lot of I put a lot of articles I write, you know, just every day. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of interaction there, so people can join that, that Facebook group, and then my website is PhytoAlchemy, P H Y T O Alchemy. And um, there's a lot of resources there. Uh, There's um, uh, herbal medicine courses and resources there on South African medicinal plants. So, yeah, people can can visit my website. Thanks, John. Lovely talking to
1: you. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure, man. (laughs) Jean-Francois Sobieski is an ethnobotanist, and uh, we'll get you all the details. We'll tweet them, and and I'll remind you again a little bit later. All right, 2 o'clock, let's go to Jolana Tula for the latest in SABC News.